Hello, and welcome to the Broke Bingo Addict. This is a podcast that ventures through the wild and crazy world of bingo. This is much more than your grandmother's bingo. My name's Shari, and welcome to this week's episode, which as always is for entertainment purposes only. I don't know about anybody else, but I honestly can't believe this is my 15th episode. (laughs) It's like, oh my God. I think back to when I started thinking about doing this podcast, you know, and all the stuff that it's taken to get to this point. Uh, I think about the classes I had to take, the books I had to read, the equipment that I had to buy, and, you know, and setting up my own little studio and everything like that. So it's just amazing to me that we've made it to 15 episodes. So I'm pretty excited for those who have listened and those who will hopefully continue to listen. But for this 15th episode, I wanted to address a couple of things. You know, uh, when people find out I'm doing this podcast or people who have listened to my podcast, they've asked me a couple of questions. So I thought this would be a good time to take a minute and answer a couple of those. So the first one uh, I'm going to answer is, what's my advice to new bingo players, because again, people have called me and said, oh, I want to play bingo and stuff, and they've wanted to join me, but it isn't as simple as just joining me, because some of the places I play at are really intense, you know. Uh, There's a new place that I've played at, and uh, one night I was sitting there, uh, my friend and I were sitting there, and these young ladies walked up, actually they weren't that young, but regardless, um, these two ladies walked up, and they actually walked up maybe 15 minutes into when the games have already started. And this place, like I said, is really complicated. It's complicated for longtime bingo players. So to sit there and see these uh, novices walk up uh, was really kind of interesting. And you do watch, as you can see, and you know right off they're going to start asking people questions and everything. What is this? What's that? What is going on? And not only is this place complicated, but part of the issue is that they're very fast, so there's really no time to ask questions, you know, and bingo players don't mind answering them generally, really very nice, but except for a place when you really don't have that time and you're just trying to watch your own uh, cards to make sure that you don't miss a bingo. So anyways, these ladies came in, they sat down, they're really trying to catch up, people are trying to do the best they can to help them, but again, you just don't have the time, and I'm telling you, within 30 minutes, they picked up their papers and they left. Uh, Saw that coming, okay? That was no big surprise. So if I'm going to give advice to anybody, there's two particular things that I would say. The first one is if you can, I know it's not always possible, but if you can, try to call the location and ask them. Ask them if that's a place for beginners, if they're going to have a moment, if they call slow enough, if the uh, lineup of what the games are going to be played are are simple enough that they're easily understandable, or if they're going to have a cheat sheet so you can understand some of that stuff, okay? So that's the first thing. If you can call, please do. Sometimes you you don't have that option. There might be a phone number, but people don't tend to answer them sometimes. But so, but if you don't have that opportunity, the second most important thing is to get there early, okay? You don't want to jump in when things are going along and you're trying to catch up and you're trying to understand and you're trying to ask questions. That is wrong and you're going to fail no matter what. So so don't do that. If you have the opportunity to get go there early, you really should. And most bingo places are going to say that. Most bingo places on their website or wherever when you find out about them, when you call it and they have an information line, they're going to say the game starts at such and such, but the doors open at this time. So like 
if the game starts at six o'clock, then a lot of times the door opens at three. Or if the game starts at one, then the doors are going to probably open at 11. There's going to be a, a few hours of gap time there when you can go in, you can get yourself situated, you can sit down uh, and hopefully have that time to ask a few questions from people so you're not so overwhelmed. And you can have a good time. The whole purpose is to go and have a good time. And if you're so busy scrambling, trying to figure out what the hell is going on, because ah, ah, I mean, there's a lot of panic when, you, when you're not sure what's going on and you're trying to catch up. So if you can, to anybody, actually, my, my best advice for newcomers and anybody is to go early so you can be more comfortable and enjoy playing the game, you know, and have a good time. So that's one of the questions that I get asked from people. Uh, The other question I get is, what's my favorite place, okay? Well, if you've been listening, uh, then you should know that the place that was my favorite place uh, was negatively impacted by COVID. And that was a place that was not only close to me, which made it incredibly convenient, um, but, you know, I had developed a lot of relationships there. There are people there that are still my friends and that will be my friends, I think, uh, for years and years to come. So you've developed those relationships. So that was wonderful. And it was a small place. You know, some of the places I played are huge, you know, they're really, really big. And so it's hard to develop tight relationships with people when you're, when you're in such a large location because you don't necessarily sit in the same place all the time or you move around or whatever. So you don't get as tight necessarily with those people as, you, as I felt like I did at Buckingham Heights. Uh, the place that was close to me. And it was really nice. You know, you had all these kind of things that were just very familiar, very fun, and just made it feel like a whole community and a family. So barring the fact that I no longer have that group of people or that location to play at, you know, I've I've done a lot of search and I've I've gone to several different locations. (laughs) I feel like all across Southern California. Unfortunately, none of them are still particularly close to where I live, but I have, I've gone north, I've gone south, I've gone east, I've gone west. I have checked out a few places, okay? And the funny thing that I've learned about all these places is that there really is nothing that encompasses everything, okay? Uh, One of the places I play at, I like a lot. I like it because they limit the amount of money you can spend. That location is operated by an organization called Cry Help, and it's out in the valley. And they only have a certain amount of tabs, and you can only buy them in a certain amount of time. And that's it. You know, once the game's getting started, that's you're not going to spend an excess amount of money, which is a problem with some of these other places. You start buying these tabs or flash, and you've spent a buttload of money. But this place is great because when you get there, this is it. You're going to get that. When they're done selling, they're done selling, and that's it. And you can just go and enjoy playing bingo. And they play several games of bingo. That's another thing I like about it. They play 30 games of bingo, which is, at this point is the most of any of the locations that I found. So that's nice. I feel like your chances are substantially better there than you they are at any other place that I've played at so far for just playing regular bingo. So you can keep your expenses low at this particular location, which is a really nice selling point. But the one thing I don't like about it is that it starts in the afternoon, which I know for some people is really good because it starts in the afternoon and it's usually done by about 5.30. Uh, that's a really good selling point for some people, but for me it actually isn't. I like being able to go later in the day so I don't have to rush early in the morning, get stuff done and go out there and everything. I like going later in the day. So, you know, it gives my husband (laughs) some time by himself too, which I'm sure he appreciates. So that's the one, believe it or not, that's the one drawback about this place is I do not like the fact that it starts quite so early. So that's just me. I'm sure a lot of people will be thrilled by that. But so that's one place that I go to. 
There's also a place out in Rosemead, California called Bosco Tech. And I like this place because they also sell a lot of cool extras. There's usually several strips that you can buy. They have a blackout. They have a speed game. That's fun. There's like five speed games. So you play really, really fast. And I think those only cost $3 to purchase. And you can afford to play these extra games because the initial buy-in is really reasonable. And it's a nice place. It's pretty large, though. I will say that it's large, but it's nice because you have the option of playing indoors or you can still play outdoors if you want, which is really nice to have the choice about that. But it is kind of far, so I have a problem with that, that it's kind of far. And toward the end of the night, they have a ton of pool tabs. Again, a lot of people might like that. And I do like it for the fact that it gives you the option. If you don't want to play those pool tabs, you, you don't have to. You have that option and stuff. So, uh, But it does get a little long on the tooth there. And it is, like I said, it's still kind of far. So not happy about that. I wish, I wish that place was a little closer to home. But it's up there in my top two places to play right now. Uh, another place I play at where it's, it's, it's nice, but again, this place, the same kind of difference. You have a nice variety of things that you can do, which is great. It has a pretty low buy-in. It has a nice selection of pool tabs. It has a pretty good setup. And if I had to say it, this probably really is my favorite place to play. And it's at St. Joseph High School out at, I think it's Lakewood. But yet again, the drive. It's over an hour from my home, so that kind of sucks. It's Surprisingly, once it's over, it takes me no time to get home, but at the time that I have to get there, it's during rush hour, so it, again, it's a good hour from my home, so I'm not crazy about that place. And then there's another place I want to mention. This place uh, is the one that I found most recently, and it is the one that is actually closest to my home. Uh, it's also the one that I keep referring to that is uh, for serious pros. But the other thing about it, I think not only is it for pros, uh, but most of the people that I used to play with at the place that was close to my house, I have found at this location. So it just, you know, I just remember the first day I walked in there and it was like, oh my God, this is uh, like going home week or homecoming week because there were so many people at this location uh, that used to play at the location that I uh was most fond of before. So it's just really funny. There are all these people there that I know. So it's really kind of a crack up. So it's good in that sense that you like that, that I like that place. Uh, but it sucks that again, it's just really stressful. It's very fast. There's a lot going on. They sell an ungodly amount of pool tabs and extra games. Uh, some people love that, I'm sure, but it, it you know, it gets very costly if you're going to try to keep up. So I definitely have put myself on a limit. I just take so much money when I go to that place. And that is it. It is either that or it is done. So that's the Samoan Bingo. And it's located in Gardena, uh, attached to the Larry Flint uh, Lady Luck Casino. Um, now, I'm realizing I'm running out of time. I had a few more things I want to talk about. But it looks like I just have time to answer one more of the questions I get asked a lot about. People are always curious to know how much money I've won, like on a given night. <laughs> Truth be told, I've been pretty lucky over the past few weeks. I'm pretty happy with some of the wins that I've had. But when you're talking about big money or something like that, I've never won it at a tournament. So I've never had that kind of luck. But I've been pretty lucky on uh, some of just the basic games and everything, getting a couple of nice pull tabs or games like that. But uh, the best night I've had for a while, I would say, was a few years back at my favorite place. 
uh, I just had one of those good nights. You know, I would see other people win two or three, four times, and you always get sick. It's like, what the hell? Why does that happen to other people and never happen to me? But there was this one night when it actually did happen to me. I think I won like a tab, and I won a game, and I won something like probably double action or something like that. But I won like three or four times, and it gets to a point that, surprisingly, you actually get embarrassed. You're like, oh, please don't let me win again, because people are looking at you, you know, and everything. And it's so funny that you, uh, at least I do, I don't know about other people, but I get kind of embarrassed about that. But that was a lot of fun. I'm not going to lie. I think I ended up going home with like $2,500 or something like that. So it was a nice night. I felt really good. It was fun to win and, uh, you know, and just have a really good time. So I haven't had that kind of a night for a while, but uh, I'm always happy when I win anything. That said, I hope that's answered some of the questions that people had. Uh, Definitely have some more, but we'll do that at another time. Okay, now it's time for Bingo Lingo. I feel like I should have some kind of a jingle or something. We're going to have to think of a jingle for Bingo Lingo. Uh, But anyway, this week we're going to talk about warm-ups, okay? Uh, Warm-ups, they're also referred to as early birds in some places, okay? And what that is, there are a lot of bingo locations that will have this where you have like maybe four or five games before the regular games start. It's really just another way for them to make money. The thing to keep in mind is sometimes the warm-ups are included with the price of your buy-in and sometimes they're not. Okay, so let's say your buy-in is $30, okay? So that $30 could include like five warm-up games. But there are other places where you go sometimes and it's not included. So not only did you pay your $30, you got to pay an extra $10 or whatever for that warm-up game. So just kind of keep that in mind when you're going someplace is that you need to make sure that you know whether or not that amount is included. Uh, Also, one of the things that you want to check out is whether there's a price difference in the payout. And I've been some places uh, where the warm-up pays like half the amount of the regular games or, you know, or just some nominal amount. It may not even be half. It could be the warm-ups pay $50 and the regular games pay $250 or something like that. But I've also been places where the warm-up games pay the same amount as the regular games, but you might have a smaller pack, okay? Like uh, the regular games are a six-on pack and the warm-up games are a four-on pack, okay? So that's just kind of a little distinction there that you want to find out about. You also should make sure that sometimes when you're playing at places that have the warm-up games, sometimes that's not included in the time of the game, okay? And what I mean by that is sometimes you're going someplace and they say, oh, the games start at six o'clock, Okay, well, that's including the warm up game. It starts at six o'clock, but the first few games are going to be the warm up games, okay, which again may or may not be included in your packet. But there are some places that say, oh, the game's going to start at six o'clock, but the warm up games or the early birds are going to start at 5.30. So you need to be aware of that. Sometimes they're not included in the buy-in. Sometimes they start at different times. Sometimes they have different payouts. These are all things you want to find out ahead of time. Okay, that's the end of the 15th episode of The Broke Bingo Addict. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, I hope you enjoyed yourself, and I hope you'll come back to listen to our next episode. Uh, In the meantime, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok, okay? Everything's under The Broke Bingo Addict. And of course, please be sure to subscribe to the podcast, okay? Thanks so much. It's not a game. It's a red stick.